Welcome back, my friends. It's time for another adventure with Jim Hinckley, the intellectual redneck, another reference borrowed from a book review. This week on 10 Minutes with Jim, it's trivia, travel tips, and a whole lot of road trip inspiration. Then we wrap it up with a few notes from Jim Hinckley's America. With that said, grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and remember, shared adventures are best when shared with a friend. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. First, a shout out to Joe and Boys of the Road Crew for our theme song. Take a listen to their tunes at roadcrew66.com and see if you're not inspired to hit the open road in search of adventure. And we need to give a shout out to this week's sponsor, Cuba, Jim of the Missouri Ozarks on Route 66. Join me in Cuba on October 22nd for a book signing at the historic Wagon Wheel Motel the oldest continuously operated motel on Route 66. And also be doing an informal lunch to answer your travel and Route 66 questions. And of course, this program and Jim Hinckley's America are also made possible through the magic of crowdfunding. Our crowdfunding initiative is found on the Patreon platform at patreon.com slash Jim Hinckley's America. This week, our adventure begins in Bethany, Oklahoma that was founded in 1906 by the Nazarene Church and named for the biblically referenced village near Jerusalem. Establishment of a post office took place in March of 1913. The 1946 travel guide to Route 66 written by Jack Rittenhouse notes the unique characteristics of the town. The Nazarene Church, who established a college here and laid down certain community regulations which still stand, No cigarettes, tobacco, or alcoholic drinks are sold in the town, and there are no theaters. Rittenhouse was a bit surprised. The guide notes that services were sparse. A couple of garages and service stations, stores, and a cafe, but no auto courts. Our next stop is Beverly Hills, California, where most everything except for the sunshine is fake or surgically enhanced. The city, made famous and lampooned by the 1960s television program The Beverly Hillbillies, began as a vast Spanish land grant, El Rancho Rodeo de los Agua. The Agua, or waters, were Canada de los Encinos and Canada de las Aguas Frias, two streams that flowed to the southern edge of the rancho through Coldwater Canyon and Benedict Canyon. There were a number of springs that, when their flow were mixed, with that of the streams during the rainy season, a swamp, or Sienga, formed. In reference to this is La Sienga Street. In about 1900, large portions of the original land grant came into the possession of the Amalgamated Oil Company. After several years of unproductive drilling, the Rodeo Land and Water Company formed to acquire the property and develop it into a subdivision. The synonymous association with wealth was a foundational element of Beverly Hills. In 1907, while searching for a suitable name for his new development, Burton Green, president of the Rodeo Land and Water Company, read a newspaper story that reported President Taft was vacationing at Beverly Farms. With a bit of artistic license, Beverly Hills was born. 
As an interesting note, the hotel, garage, service station, and AAA directory for 1927 does not list a recommended facility for this community. Neither does the directory of motor courts and cottages for 1940. However, the Western Accommodations Directory published by AAA in 1954 lists a wide array of hotels and restaurants, but none has a location on Route 66. The city's association with Route 66 dates to 1936. This was the year that the extension of the western terminus for the highway was relocated from the intersection of 7th Street and Broadway in Los Angeles to the intersection of Lincoln and Olympic Boulevards in Santa Monica. Now, let's talk restaurants and food. After all, what's a good road trip without good food? The Big Chief Hotel in Wildwood, Missouri, then signed as Pond, Missouri, opened in early 1929 as a cabin court. A complex, some period literature called a cabin hotel featuring 62 cabins with attached garages and a restaurant. The facility was another link in the Pierce Pennant Petroleum chain of establishments built along Route 66 during the mid to late 1920s. It was envisioned as a modern answer to the linked railroad and Harvey House chain. Henry K. Pierce proposed to build full-service establishments at 125-mile intervals through the Ozarks and into Oklahoma. The Big Chief encapsulated his vision. Promotional material from the period noted the facility featured cabins with shower baths, a fine dining restaurant, a playground, gas station, small grocery store, and modern amenities. The rerouting of Route 66 in the early 1930s resulted in a precipitous decline in cabin rentals, only stemmed by the advent of World War II and their renting to employees of the Weldon Spring Ordnance Works. In 1949, the facility closed. Renovation in the mid-1950s included the raising of the cabins, removal of the false bell tower, and removal of the pumps from the service station. As a restaurant, the Big Chief survived as a popular local eatery. In 1993, after extensive renovation, it reopened as Big Chief Dakota, a grill that specialized in unique meats such as bison or elk burgers. Listed in the National Register of Historic Places in 2003, the restaurant under new ownership became B. Donovan's Restaurant in 2006. As of 2011, it remained operational under the name Big Chief Roadhouse and continues as such to this very day. Now, Amarillo is a bit of a Route 66 oddity. Neither of the town's biggest attractions, Cadillac Ranch and the Big Texan Steak Ranch, are actually located on Route 66. However, the original Big Texan Steak Ranch opened on Route 66 in Amarillo in 1960. The catalyst for its creation was the desire of the owner, R.J. Bob Lee, to create an ambiance that captured the romanticized image of the Old West where people could enjoy an excellent steak dinner. Building on the Texas reputation for being the biggest, he commissioned a towering, illuminated sign that featured a lanky cowboy with hat pushed back on his head. Expanding on this theme, Lee launched a promotional campaign that made the restaurant world-famous to this day. Posted along Route 66 in both directions were billboards proclaiming a free 72-ounce steak that featured the cowboy just as it appeared on the sign. The gimmick was that the customer had but one hour to eat the steak and the accompanying dinner. In the early 1970s, as plans to bypass Route 66 with Interstate 40 neared fruition, Lee purchased property along the new highway and built a larger Big Texan steak ranch. 
To relocate the now iconic sign, Lee utilized a helicopter. A fire in 1976 devastated the new facility, but Lee immediately rebuilt and expanded the property to include a restaurant, gift shop, and a motel with Texas-shaped swimming pool. Even though the restaurant is no longer located on Route 66, its association with that highway and the 72-ounce steak dinner has made it an internationally recognized symbol. The use of the steak dinner as a draw has kept pace with changing times. Today, a live cam connected to the Internet provides front-row viewing for an international audience. Our next stop today is in Illinois. The origins of the name, as well as the initial date of settlement, are unknown for Bloomington. However, in January of 1829, the population was large enough to warrant establishment of a post office under the name Blooming Grove. In 1831, an amended application submitted under the name Bloomington received approval. Here you go, my friends. Better to fill your head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. The 1927 edition of the Hotel, Garage, Service Station, and AAA Club Directory lists one recommended service station. Fred G. Taylor, proprietor at 110 South Madison Street, Route 66. The lodging recommendations included the Illinois, 185 rooms, 100 baths, $1.50 to $3.50 per night, as well as the Rogers and Arlington. A 1946 guide to Route 66 noted numerous businesses of interest to travels. Among these were Warner Makers and Cherry Street Garage, and the Illinois Hamilton Rogers Trident Hall Commercial and Phoenix Hotels. The 1954 edition of the AAA Western Accommodations Directory lists two recommended motels in Bloomington, the Strides Motel at the junction of US 66 and Highway 150, and the Rusthaven Motel at the overpass junction with US 51. The Strides Motel also offered television in select rooms and the services of a dining room, cocktail lounge, and service station. As a bit of a historic footnote, at 1219 South Main Street was the first Steak and Shake, later an area chain that opened in 1934. This restaurant was the culmination of an endeavor begun in 1929 when Gus and Edith Bell opened a Shell station and later expanded the facility to include a dining room, Shell's Chicken. Attractions of interest today include the David Davis Mansion State Historic Site, an architectural masterpiece built in 1872 by David Davis and appointee to the Supreme Court by Abraham Lincoln, the Nestle Candy Factory, and the Beer Nut Factory, the only one of its kind in the world, the McLean County Museum, 200 North Main Street in the 1903 Courthouse, houses an extensive, well-displayed collection of materials chronicling the area's unique history, including its association with President Abraham Lincoln. Hey amigos, that's all the time we have this week. For more information about the places discussed today, check out the destinations page at jimhinkleysamerica.com. On the website and Facebook page, you can also find updates on the fall tour schedule. Take care, my friends. See you next week for another adventure, unless we meet on the road beforehand. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America